Hello, hello. You are listening to Reasons for Rose podcast. This is the place where we speak about, discuss all things culture, lifestyle, and relationships. My name is T Bells, and I am joined by my lovely co host. Hey, it's Lauren. We have a controversial topic to discuss today. Mm. But before we start, how are you doing? How's your week? Week is going good. We have a snowstorm here in Toronto right now. So I think everyone's going to be coming inside. And I'm downtown. Are you seeing that uptown too where you are? Yeah, I. it's been really beautiful. Like being able to work from home and look outside my window, see the snow falling. Like this is a new experience for me. Mm-hmm. You're not a snow warrior anymore. You just stay inside and look at everyone else and pity the fools, right? <laughs> <laughs> just for today, just for today. I'll be out in it tomorrow. So are you having any rosé tonight, T? I am on a Moscato tip tonight, actually. Are you? Which one is it? Are you doing Barefoot or like what brand? It is an italian moscato it's bartignora do you know that one bartignora no i have not heard of it what's the sugar content like is it sweet like what is that like it's so sweet so sweet (laughs) (laughs) to be honest i don't even like barefoot moscato so that sounds good to me i'm still on my big bottle of jackson triggs rose from last week so have a way to go with that i've been putting it in my pasta it tastes delicious but without further ado let's get into this topic so who is Danny Lay? So Danny Lay is an artist, singer, dancer, and I got to be real because I'm always sending you pictures of Danny Lay because mm-hmm. I just think she's just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And her, you know, her swag is like, you know, kind of, kind of inspirational for me. So I, I have been watching her, stalking her Instagram posts. Mm-hmm. And so, um, at this point, I can't say I'm too disappointed because after Doja Cat disappointed me, like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't expect anything from these artists. So, Mm -hmm. Danny Lay decided to record a song titled Yellow Bone in which she says, Yellow Bone is what he won't. (laughs) And, and I can't sing, so just to tell you that she sounded just like that. <laughs> yep. she, yeah, sweetie, you sound better than her. <laughs> Yellow bone is what he wants. Word. Okay, and so there is so much to get into about this topic, but um, I think we're going to keep it simple. We're not going to address everything because it's a big, big issue, Um. What was your initial reaction when you Hmm. heard the song? I actually watched a couple commentaries on this already. And the problem, it's a problem for me. Not because of the song. Not because, you know what it is? This is my issue with her right now. It's like, I have an issue with her. It's not even the song at this point. I have an issue with you. And I don't know you, which is pretty bad. You know? So if you guys don't know already, she recently just um, went public with the baby for being in a relationship with him, you know? So the baby's dark skin. Let's just put, let's paint the scene. Exactly. So you you can be the illustrator. I'm just going to give you all the tea right now. So the baby, if you don't know who that is, he's a, he's 
past being up and coming. He's been around for a while now. He's a rapper, quite popular. He has a nice, strong fan base. And he has his own little sets of problematic behaviors of his own. But they just went public. And if you guys don't know, the baby has, he has two baby mothers, actually. So he has a baby mom who he is dating, who he was, was dating, let's say. And she and him share one child. And she has a child from a previous relationship as well. He also, in the last year or so, had a second baby that belongs to him with a side chick. Not Danny Lee, but not his baby mom either. So now he has two baby mothers, and now he's dating Danny Lee. So Danny Lee and his main girl have been fighting over the baby for about a year now. Like, he's been kind of going back and forth between the two of them. And now that they've gone public, and now that she decides to drop this song, it looks like she's just adding salt to injury, adding salt to wounds, you know? Like, you're being a little petty. And if you guys don't know, his baby mom, his longtime girlfriend and baby mother, she's actually a darker-skinned woman. She's a chocolate girl, you know? So her dropping this song about yellow bone is what he want, it's like, who are you talking to? Who is this aimed at, you know? It's, it's a little interesting, the timing there. If? She is singing this song as a shot to the baby mother. Mm-hmm. Does that change anything? Hmm. Not at all. Because why did you make it about skin color, girl? Okay. First of all, I mean, if you want to come up for the... First, th- this is the issue, too. Why do you want to take a man away from his family so bad? <laughs> I don't understand. You know, like, I, I don't get it. Well, a man can't be taken away from his family, but yeah. That's true, but to go then and make a song, I mean, if you wanted to take shots at the girl, like, I mean, you could have done it without making this song that offended so many people. And I think, I think truly that's kind of where she was going with it because if it wasn't for that drama she had going on in her life, I don't know what else has inspired this song to come about. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, Uh this is the rhetoric that she has been fed her whole life, which is most most likely. Um, So Uh after she posted this clip singing the song, Yellow Bone is What He Wants, uh, the baby posted Mm -hmm. three yellow circles Mm -hmm. under her photo. So Mm -hmm. basically he's giving her, he's affirming um, that she's a yellow bone and that's what he wants so um this is where i want to go with this is it's kind it's funny because we always have this 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 discussion okay so the people online are saying that danny lay is not black so she is certainly not yellow bone now danny lee has been using the n-word for a while now (laughs) And I, oh, I, I kind of like, I side-eyed it a little bit, but, you know, I just kept it pushing. Um, it wasn't enough for me to cancel her because I assume she's Black. Now, she's done uh, ancestry um, DNA tracing, which shows that, you know, she's majority, like, Portuguese, a little, and then, like, maybe quarter African. But she herself says she's Black. And so... My thinking and my belief is you are 
whatever you want to be. So if she identifies as Black, and um, for those of you who do not know who Danny Lay is, she is of Dominican descent. So her parents are from Dominican Republic, and she basically looks white. Um, and so my opinion is if she identifies as Black, and if men have been telling her she's yellow bone, then I'm not going to fight her about that. So there's a lot to fight her about, but to me, she can be whatever she wants to be. It doesn't mean that society is going to say yes, and then she's going to be treated that way. Right. And so again, Danny Lee can say whatever she wants. Doesn't mean that doesn't mean society is gonna treat her that way. Doesn't mean that she's ever gonna experience any oppression. And yes, there's a huge issue with people opting out opting in to blackness yes. when it is convenient for when them. When it serves them, yep. When it serves them. And this goes even, this is a huge issue for even people in the Caribbean, like, you know, Guyanese people, um, white Indian people who are Caribbean or who are African, who opt into blackness when it's the Olympics or when it's, you know, <laughs> when it's the FIFA World Cup or when it's carnival, it's great to be those things. But, you know, if a police officer pulls you over, you would want to distance yourself as much as possible from that. So, of course, there I do see how problematic this is. Well, I mean, this is the thing. Every, I, I guess it comes down to what, what does it mean to be Black nowadays? Uh, that's a really huge topic in itself. But from, from the looks of things, if you've looked at, into her mother and her sister, which I've seen on YouTube, they're both there on YouTube, they're extremely white-passing. Actually, Danny Lay is the least white-passing of her family. But to be honest, I mean, does she really, where does she get off thinking she can use the N-word? I don't understand. And I think the problem is now it's such a cultural norm that even kids growing up are using that word. It, it's super common now that Chinese, Asians, Indians, Sri Lankans, that word doesn't, that word's almost now more so a part of hip hop than it is a part of blackness because blackness and hip hop are kind of separating at this point, I think, because hip hop is now mainstream. Mm -hmm. But the thing is hip hop has African American roots. So now we're having this situation that we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then the other issue now is can you, regardless of what you actually identify as, can you sing a song that basically is about feeling pride and <laughs> feeling special and feeling great because you're yellow bone? And so um, Danny Lee's response to... I mean, she's she's put out a lot of responses, but one of her responses was that other people can make songs about being brown skin and feeling pride in that. And Charlemagne, who is so friggin' problematic, but he's also said he backed her up and said, "Why can other people make songs about feeling proud of their skin, but she can't do it?" And so my 
my take on it is that there are no rules to art. Mm -hmm. So when you create art, you can do whatever you want because it's art. So she could even make that song, put it out, and then come out next week and say, ha-ha, it was a parody, or ha-ha, I was trying to create a conversation about colorism, right? So art can just be justified in any way. That's how I feel about it. But the question is, can you make a song about being yellow bone and having pride in that i feel as though you can make a song but you have to accept the consequence the consequences of that act of your action so you have to accept that people will be angry you have to accept that someone like me who actually did listen to your music that loved your aesthetic will not spend any money on your music anymore I will not be giving you views and streams and I will not be going to your concerts. So you have to be okay with that. And you have to, you have to be, you know, confident that this is the hill you're willing to die on. Uh-huh, exactly. I mean, you do know that B. Simone actually, a couple of weeks prior after the baby and her went official, B. Simone actually made a whole video praising Danny Lee on her aesthetic, praising her on her body, her hair, her skin tone, all of that good stuff. And people gave B. Simone hell. And they said, B. Simone, not only did you, not, not that you praised Danny Lee, that's the problem, but the way that she praised her and put down her own aesthetic as a Black woman, people mm-hmm. found that very problematic. And Danny Lee actually went ahead and reposted what B. Simone originally posted, which got a lot of like heat. So I, I do believe that Danny Lee doesn't see any problems with um, being placed on a pedestal because of her color or her aesthetic. I think she's very comfortable with that Mm -hmm. because she reposted a video that a lot of people had a problem with that B. Simone originally made about her. I think having, you know, having a black boyfriend now, it, it almost gives her more validity and she feels a little bit more right to do so because she's now a little bit more immersed in the culture by having that black boyfriend kind of like those people who say i'm not racist my best friend is black you you know have you heard those ones before yeah and and danny lee actually said how could i be a colorist my man is i have a whole chocolate man and i have uh melanin friends yep just like the kardashians remember everyone said they're culture vultures. Why do they have braids? Why are they calling them box braids? Those are not box braids. Those braids have been around forever. And then, you know, Kim and Chloe and everyone else is going to be like, well, we're, we're dating black guys. I mean, my kids are half black. Like, how can I, how can I steal from a culture that I'm pretty much a part of? The thing is, the song is just bad. She is asking why can other people make music about brown skin, aka Beyonce. I actually love that song. It's so good. But I feel like She's not remembering the context. She doesn't, she's acting as though she doesn't know the context of why people are making songs to praise brown skin. Because traditionally, if, if she went to, you know, even high school, we all know about the oppression of uh, the black community and skin color had a lot to do with what type of class you fell in within the colored community, right? Between a house slave and an outside slave. And then even further on as things change, right? So you, you don't need to be praised when you already are preferred. 
<laughs> like what that's like imagine if back in the 90s when being real thin was popular i i don't remember any songs that further praised having your collarbones sticking out i don't think you needed to make a song about that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think we already knew that was the style <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah 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 for sure but i mean with that same token I mean, there, there's music that we have today that idolizes a standard of beauty that we already know is the standard, but it continues to be perpetuated by the music. So, so with that being said, is there really a difference between her singing about light skin versus a rapper singing about he wants a girl with a big butt? Is it because it's coming from a, a woman? Because remember, Pop Smoke made a song about, you know the song Diana? I think it's called Diana. And it's like, light skin. That's the thing. He lists out the characteristics of what he wants. He wants a girl who's light skin, big butt. And and girls love that song. And, and he literally says light skin as a, yeah. one of the characteristics. So how is that different? Yeah. And there's, there's just, there's so many examples. There's so many examples of, right. so, of so, artists that have, have done that. So like, is it only, are we mad because her as the woman is taking like, cause men always list their preferences in their songs. They always characterize that woman who's the woman of their dreams in their music. But is it because she's the idol of affection that we are giving her a hard time? Like, because we already know, like, is it because like she's the apple of the majority's eye that we're kind of irritated by it? Do we see it as like arrogance? Um, I think that there's so many reasons why the public is upset about her making a yellow bone song. I think it's her lack of accountability, her um, classifying people's critique as being haters. Yes. Essentially being having something negative to say because they're jealous um i think it was the response um it was the response was not sensitive to the cultural climate and then the second part was the many people who feel like she benefits um from basically trying to take on a black aesthetic and so um i feel like people feel like she's using black culture just for the convenience just for the clout and then trying to um show off about how she's privileged in that so i mean there's a lot of critique and a lot of it is valid. Some of it is over the top. Some of it is doing the most, but her response kind of added fuel to the fire. And so I wanted to touch on this last piece. So this whole thing reminded me of a discussion we had a couple of weeks ago about the paying black girls controversy where a song was sung by a dark-skinned artist and it was about celebrating black girls and their experiences and um the chorus of the song was replaced by a chorus by georgia smith who is biracial 
Um, and so basically it's very ironic that Georgia Smith would sing a song about black girls and the erasure of black girls. And then in fact, in actuality, do the do just that so um, replace a black girl on her own song and so um we were talking about the responsibility of georgia smith as a light-skinned person to advocate to speak out on what happened um and you are someone who is lighter than me i'm a dark-skinned person and you've had a lot of personal conversations where men have spoken to you and giving you their opinions about race and about skin color. Mm -hmm. um, and you can speak more on that, but um, how did that make you feel mm. um, having these conversations with black men or could be anyone, but majority black men that would um, basically put down dark skinned women and what is, what's your responsibility and what is, what, what is the responsibility of someone like Danny Lee on that type of platform with that audience to basically try and liberate and uplift um, dark skin or black people as a whole? Well, first I'd say Georgia Smith. Um, I mean, first of all, this is why I don't consider biracial people black. You're, you're black and whatever else, I don't know, but you're not, you're not only black. I don't consider you black, I consider you biracial. Because you typically, you're not gonna, you're, you are kind of in a different category. You're either gonna be considered like the preferred blacks, which is a lighter skinned person, or you might even be passing as something completely different. So I, I don't really classify biracials as one of the two, like you're both, you know? If, if we consider Georgia Smith, uh, Smith black, then we shouldn't have a problem with what happened. Right? Because if she's black, she didn't replace another black person. Like, she's black, right? Apparently. So I don't see that as a problem then. I don't consider her black. So to me, I see the issue there. But the, thing is, that, the yeah. thing is that, you know, historically, you know, you're black. There are many places where you would have gotten a job over me because you're lighter than me. Exactly. So then what Georgia Smith did, she could have done it if she was a Rihanna or if she was someone else that was light-skinned but also Black. Well, that's the thing. But see, but Georgia Smith isn't, she's biracial, no? Like, she's not, she's not just a light-skinned Black person. She's literally multiple races, right? So, but if we consider her to be Black, then there shouldn't be a problem with what happened there, with that whole debacle. But... I don't know. So I'm sure other people see where I'm coming from on that. But I mean, in terms of like private conversations with people, growing up, my mom is lighter than me. My mom literally looks like a biracial, half black, half white woman. If you've seen her, she has very light skin and her features are a little bit more mixed or not as Afrocentric. My mom has really slim, small lips, light skin. She has hazel eyes, etc. So growing up, she always told me like, men used to value her for her looks. They would come up to her and be like, I love your eyes and your skin color. You look so exotic. And they would make her out to be this mystical creature. And, and she got really turned off by that because it happened a lot. And she always told me like, men like that creep me out. <laughs> and I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, like, 
nothing is worse than a man like that. It's a really woke perspective. And I'm really happy that she raised me with the sense to know that there's nothing flattering about being praised for your color. There's nothing flattering about being, get, being appealing to colorist people. You know what I mean? So me growing up, I definitely experienced men who would tell me certain things about darker skin women. And they would say, they would say, they would say disparaging things and they would be like, Oh, Oh, I'm not talking about you. You're not, you're like, you're like the good black. You're not, you're not even like dark. And I'm like, I'm, what do you mean I'm the good black? <laughs> Excuse me. Like I'm black. My parents are both black. They're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. But like you could pass it like light skins. Totally fine. And I'm like, or even, or even I've had men tell me, Oh, you know, like us light skins need to stick together. We're going to make some beautiful babies. And I'm like, really? Dang. Like mm-hmm. it's really, it's really crazy to think they really equate a woman's currency and the level of beauty with the skin color and even the hair. I've had so many men come up to me and say like, what do you mix with? I know you, you look at your hair, you got good hair. And I'm like, sweetie, it's a wig. <laughs> and my wigs weren't even good back then, but they're like, Oh, really? It passes your hair. Cause you know, your skin is light. And it's like, wow. Like I get sometimes pa- like people sometimes assume I'm biracial. And when they find out they're not, I'm not, they're like, oh, don't worry. You're still the good black because you could pass as being biracial. And that's why I'm always like, biracials aren't black because they get put on this weird pedestal that is like not even, it, it's really strange. It's strange to me just to, to see how I get praised for things that don't mean anything, essentially. Like because my skin is light and I wear a weave, you thought I was biracial and you were bigging me up, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So you, do you feel like women like you, do you feel like you should say something or that you should advocate or do you feel like, or if you hear over here, um, if you're involved in a conversation where someone is saying something disparaging about a dark skinned person, do you feel like you have a responsibility to advocate for that person or do you feel like? I always let them know I always let them know I'm black as well that's the thing though because realistically if I'm all dark-skinned women I'm in the same to me we're all in the same boat we're all black so when they talk about oh like black girls this black girls that oh no I just mean like the dark skins I'm like no but I'm black too though like it's all the same they like they're trying to like really separate all the categories of skin shade and turn them into their own separate thing there's no point of arguing with fools. That's one thing. I'll keep that in mind. But on top of that, oh, it just it just shows me who I don't want to be around. I mean, realistically, what are you supposed what can I say? I mean, they're they're never going to I feel like what what would what would one what do what do our viewers say? I'm sure some of you out there have experienced this as well. What what do you normally say when someone puts down your people and says you're not a part of that group because because of this feature or that feature I grew up as a big girl I was always really big and overweight so have you ever had a compliment where someone said to you like oh you're really pretty for a big girl and then you're like so why can't I just be pretty did you have to throw that part in like mm-hmm. it's kind of like that we're like oh like you're you're they put they're placing you as above but you're still at the bottom like even though you think I'm good for being a black girl like I'm still a black girl at the end of the day so when you talk about black women that bothers me because I'm black 
Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get excited because I got an elevated position. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's still from the, it's coming from the wrong place, you know? Yeah. I think that you are more enlightened than maybe the average person. So you um, have been able to look at this deeper, um, obviously more deeper than Danny Lay has um, because she has literally just played the, the role like, ah, I didn't know. I had no idea. And I feel like many people do that basically because why would they want to lose their privilege, right? And so... Uh, yeah. What do you mean by why would they want to lose their privilege? What do you mean? So why would anyone who is um, who is at an advantage, who has been given many opportunities um, for a certain reason want to create equality because then they would not be special anymore. And so it's really hard to try and get people to um, understand why equality is so important. But we could definitely, definitely go on and have like a conference about this topic and um, there's much more to discuss and as we can see with these artists these celebrities they will continue to give us more reasons to be disappointed and more topics to uh, discuss but at the very least they do prove to set an example and to be a case study um, something that we could definitely learn from. And so I think we will close our show for tonight. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Follow, share, tell a friend to tell a friend about Reasons for Rosé, where you can relax, have a drink, join in the discussion, leave your comments, let us know what do you think about um, the responsibility of lighter-skinned women um, in this fight against colorism and who gets to, who gets to even say they're light-skinned and mm-hmm. can you make a song saying that you're light-skinned and you're proud to be light-skinned? Let us know what you think. Thanks so much for coming in and viewing our podcast or listening depending on where you're at. I'll leave your comments below. Let us know what you think. I mean, what does it mean to be Black? Who do you consider to be Black? What does it mean to be a yellow bone versus a red bone? Because those are also another subset within the Black community that's constantly being described. So let us know what you think below. Let's start a dialogue. Open the conversation. We'll be commenting with you as well. And thanks for tuning in to Reasons for Rosé. Lauren signing off here. Bye. Bye.